Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Workbrand's Podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and with me today is again, Josh. Hello to all our comic fans out there. Today, we're going to be talking about the whole series of Miss um, Marvel. Um, yeah, we'll be talking about Miss Marvel and uh, basically our thoughts on the entire series. Now, earlier in the year, we actually got to talk to uh, Samira Ahmed, who was the um, basically the writer of uh, the latest Miss Marvel uh, comic book run, and it was an amazing interview. So we've written a lot about the character, and like I, I've learned everything about uh, that you can about Miss Marvel. Um, so like, basically, there's a lot of thoughts to be had for this, and I'm gonna have a lot of fun with this one. Uh, but Josh, before we begin, uh, before I sorry, before I begin on my ridiculous uh, Kamala Khan tirades, <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on the on the series overall? It was interesting because I kept comparing it to the comics, and even though I haven't read all of the comics, I've read enough that I know, you know, I have a good idea who the character is. Mm-hmm. And, like, for the first half of the series, which admittedly was a short series, I kept wondering if they were going to introduce that she was an inhuman somehow, mm-hmm. and that whole origin story, and then they kind of had a little nugget at the very end. It's like, oh, I wonder if that's what that's supposed to be. But other than that, I think it was faithful to the comic, and I think that, uh, is it Iman Vellani is the actress? Mm-hmm. I think she's fantastic for that character. I really it was became a fan of her almost immediately, so I think anyone who hasn't seen it should see it. Totally, and I agree with you about everything. Um, and it, it's an interesting choice, because Iman is a relatively unknown in terms... I think this is actually her first acting role <laughs> in general. I think so, yeah. Yeah, which is incredible. And um, a lot of people were skeptical, and some of the initial leaks, you know, unconfirmed leaks, but leaks regardless that were floating around the internet, was like, um, oh, they needed to do reshoots, and oh, we weren't... Uh, people were saying that they weren't sure how this was going to pan out, given Iman's inexperience, but uh, seeing her in this really can't imagine anyone else's Kamala. She's kind of just nailed this one out of the park. Um, and I think this is, as many people have sent mentioned, this might be the beginnings of, like, this huge career for this this person, which, you know, all props. Um, I certainly hope so, yeah. Yeah, and like, I think um, what I love about Kamala is she reminds me of my younger cousin, who I call my younger sister. And, like, everything about her, whether it's, like, the geeky fandom... The, uh, you know, insecurities about high school, because, like, that was kind of the time that I was really close to this cousin. Um, and, and just just wanting to fit in, but at the same time, just be yourself. I, f- I feel like that's really the spirit of Kamala. And uh, I think I think I think the show did a really good job with uh, with capturing that, especially in the first few episodes. Um, Definitely. But um, so, yeah, uh, for those who didn't read the comics and who, who don't know anything about Kamala, who kind of just experienced this from like a, from a unique, like first timer uh, perspective. Um, I think there was a lot, there was a lot of happening in a very, what was it? Six episode run. If I remember right. Yeah. Six episodes. Yep. Um, so you get a little bit of the high school, the first half, you get the, um, the traveling uh, internationally. in like, I think the latter episode or two, yeah. 
And then like yeah, the, after the third episode. Yeah, and then you kind of get the full circle coming back with the Inhumans, uh, or the possible Inhumans line, as, as you mentioned. Um, I guess I guess to to break it down. Um, so so to begin, like the series the series sort of starts with her in high school, and you know this convention and and trying to, you know, take her Marvel fandom, and insecurities into this this. Uh, into this Avengers con and, and try to be herself. Um, Josh, what, what were your um, opinions on how the comic versus, I guess the series differed? And I guess after that, we can delve into a little bit of, of like what we really liked about those first three episodes. So I'm not entirely sure if the character of Kamran was in the comics. So that's one thing that might just be a hole in my memory. Mm-hmm. And I also seem to recall Nakia not being quite as nice as she was in this. She was more hard-edged, I thought. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I remember Bruno and his obvious love for Kamala and the, her parents are the grounding force in her life. I mean, I, admittedly, the human thing is up for grabs but a lot of the other stuff seems very faithful to what i remember yeah yeah um i know i know Kamran happens I, I i feel like i don't remember if he was in the original arc or towards the latter half if i'm gonna be honest because it's been it's been like i think seven months since i've read them and um with that being said i, I do agree that uh it was very particularly faithful those opening sequences i, I think i wrote this in a review for um, Culture Slate, but um, th- those opening sequences are actually spot on, almost nearly identical to the opening sequences of uh, the first issue, which I thought was brilliant. I was like, oh my god, they they really put their way uh, into keeping it uh, true to spirit. And while there were changes that eventually happened in episode one, um, I think a lot of it stayed core, particularly her and her relationships. So yeah, Nak- Nakia was different, definitely. Um, but I think eventually the, the, uh, the storyline, uh, for the Kamala run, I think for particularly during some, uh, uh, what is his name? Um, uh, Saladin Ahmed, uh, his, his run really captured sort of the spirit of the, the, the triple friendship, I think, uh, as long as some of the more Spider-Man like arcs, um, which, which really fit, I think for the series. Um, so yeah, like you, you have Bruno, you have Kamala and, uh, you have, um, Nikia. Oh, Nikia, thank you. <laughs> My brain's like, uh, so yeah, um, yeah, and and that and that first that first uh, that first uh, arc, which did differ in the sense that instead of going to a high school party, a traditional high school party, they ended up going to I think that that uh, Zoe's uh, I guess influencer slash uh, cool person yeah. party, and I think because of that, you delved a little bit away from the source material. But it was still it was still fun in the sense that you kind of you kind of packed all the Kamala storylines into into like a six episode short, um, so you got a little a little bit of everything. It's just it was just a little bit, uh, it was it was a sampler and I guess in, in a way of of like the different types of stories that they've, they've done in the comic, um, and yeah, uh, what did you think? Because so for, so from like the midsection of the um of of the series they they kind of mm-hmm. they kind of pivoted away from uh the original concepts which were like you know Kamala trying to figure out her her transformation powers and just figuring out what's happening to her and they delved into an entirely unique story regarding her family um 
what were your thoughts on that uh, particular arc? So I don't. I, I will preface this by saying there's nothing I truly disliked in this series. I mean, I thought everything, every episode had something to enjoy. Having said that, I thought it was stronger in the first three episodes as far as the characterization. And then I really liked the ending and the two episodes in the middle, I thought, suffered somehow. I don't know how, but I, I think that the one downside of Miss Marvel is that we didn't get a really compelling villain. We got a group, but they didn't feel like they really knew what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't know that the inner comic nerd to me was kind of screaming that we, I, I, I wanted something else for Kamala to deal with. I know she's just starting out. Maybe that's all she can handle right now, but I don't know. I did like the backstory with her Nani and, you know, finding out about Aisha and all that history, but I felt like that was also time they could have spent showing us more stuff with Kamala. Totally. And it's it's strange because that, that was like a unique storyline that they invented for the, uh, the series. That said, like, I think it was episode five with Aisha's uh, back history and mm -hmm. how it tied into Kamala's current story that that was a really good piece of writing in my opinion it's just as you mentioned it, it it worked really well on its own and didn't necessarily accentuate kind of what we developed and it wasn't a bad thing per se it was just the run the runtime for these things are just a little too short for my taste um yeah, six episodes is yeah six episodes is okay it's just i think eight might give you just the right amount and i, I don't see a problem with going back to like the 12 episodes like what the original daredevil and, and jessica jones did back in the day at least I think back on the Netflix days, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when everyone, I mean, was... I think that I think that that's the problem with Disney though is that they produce really great content for their Marvel shows, but it's so short lived, and we never know if we're gonna get more than one season of it. Totally, um, that's actually a big fear right now, right? With um, I think Loki's the only one, and I think what Loki's if... the only one they confirmed, yeah, yeah. Well, what if two? I believe, right? What if should. I'm not uh, maybe that one. I haven't seen that yet, so I can't confirm. <laughs> okay. Uh, There's a few I, Marvels I haven't seen. Yeah, and then I think I think they wanted to do the What If Zombies adaptation, but I'm not going to delve into that. Um, <laughs> uh, for any fans of Marvel Zombies, which I totally adore yeah. as well. Um, but having said that, Kamala definitely deserves a second season after she does her The Marvels movie thing. Oh, totally. And and uh, if we didn't touch in, I think I totally missed on this point. The, the, the first... The first three episodes, what was great about them was it wasn't just her. It was her her uh, supporting cast. Because in the yes. comics, too, her family plays a huge deal in Kamala's storylines and balancing her identity and figuring out who she is, who among her parents she can go to support. And, like, a big theme of, of that, like, coming out as a hero and being, look at me, I'm Pakistani and, like, I have a Muslim, mm -hmm. you know, background and stuff is the embracing of your identity and, like, who accepts you and who accentuates and supports you. And her family plays a huge role in that. And I really love that the series pretty much does all of that with her brother, with her parents, with her... It, like, it, it's, it's just incredible. And I think one of the best supporting uh, sh uh, showcases of... Or supportive, I should say, showcases of representation I think I've ever seen. I live in Jersey. I, I, I hung out... Yeah, I hung out in Jersey City all the time in my 20s. And, like, th this is... This is that like it's it's really cool, and because because that's what the story really did well and won so many awards, uh, or why it won so many awards I should say is because it just it it introduced us to a world and a story that really wasn't being showcased at the time that very much existed. So yeah, yeah, and I would just say from my perspective as the random 
uh, white guy here. It was very cool learning a lot more about Pakistan and just that culture and the people and all the things that might not be super obvious to someone who hasn't been in that culture. So, yeah, I'm I'm glad because yeah, that, I think that's that is the key part of what everyone was trying to get across when this first came out, and um, and one of the big surprises for me at least was they they touched on the partition quite a bit, which um. In terms of history, uh, I, I so like let me let me preface this by saying Kamala. I think the original comic run began in I want to say two thousand thirteen, which was close to ten years ago. So um, the 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 um the decade gap that's happened since the original release to now is significant in the sense that the partition happened in a time that was more uh, fitting for Kamala's age, or I'm sorry, her parents' age. Um, where a lot of the discussions about it would have been culturally relevant, I think, in 2013. Um, Because I I believe it it was around, like, the... I could be wrong, but it's, like, somewhere between the 50s and the 70s where all of of these changes were happening in, like, India, Pakistan, completely separate, and this giant divide and the subsequent difficulties that happened as a result. And there's a lot of history about it. You can look it up or whoever's listening but the point is is like her parents to be that age would have to mean that she was a li- like the story would have had to have like taken place somewhere between 10 to 20 years ago um because there is such a basically a, a gap in terms of when this original this original story was created and released compared to now which was i know it sounds it's only nine years but that does actually make a huge difference um a lot of the stories that her parents are talking about and regarding you know, their history of when this happened don't fit the timeline that well unless they're like, unless they were super young, uh, which I guess mm-hmm. they tried to convey. Uh, and But more importantly, their parents would have to be in like their 50s right now, which is a little weird. I guess not that weird if you had kids in like your mid 40s, but I don't know. Like the, the, Basically, I'm just saying the, uh, the time gap is weird, but I think the show did its best to bridge it and build the relationships enough where you didn't care as much. Uh, because honestly, in my head, I'm like, well, like, given the, like, what I know about the story and the history, I'm like, it's a little weird for her parents to be so obsessed with this moment in time, given that they must have been, like, it, it's a little bit before their generation, like, just literally the, the fragment of the, pa- the handing off of the torch from the old to the new. Um, so I guess they tried to age them up and kind of mm-hmm. just avoid all topics of, like, bridging that weird gap. And I think they did a good job because nobody, nobody besides me who's talking about it now seemed to have really uh, complained or was confused. But I think, um, A, significant moment, read it up and, like, understand that that was a critical period for every Pakistani, you know, and Indian history. And then, B, um, kind of embrace that, like, uh, even though it was a really traumatic time, I think uh, Kamala Khan's story, particularly Miss Marvel, does a pretty good job of, like, not not making it detrimental, not over-dramatizing it in a way that, like, you know, Magneto was created from, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, I want to say, gen- was it genocide? Not genocide. The, um, the yeah, Holocaust. Yeah, yeah, the Holocaust. Yeah, thank a you. lot of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but, like, they didn't go that full direction um, in terms of, like, going that dark or that detailed or showing a villain's origin story. Instead, what they did was, like, they acknowledged that this thing happened and they made something kind of creative and, and beautiful about it. It's like, look, we're we're gonna take that moment. We're gonna we're gonna 
give it a spin and showcase the highlights of the life that came out of it as compared to the direction that would have been so easy to take, which, you know, Marvel has done in the past. And I, th I think that's really the spirit that makes the Kamala story and particularly the Miss Marvel story such a fascinating story, at least to me, uh, is because mm -hmm. they, they do this. They, they did this amazing job of like doing it without all the, the heartbreaking stuff because we're in a very dark time in history. And I think this is just the right amount of finesse of saying, hey, we can do this without breaking, you know, the, the basket or whatever metaphor you want to use. Um, yeah, it, it did it without dwelling on it, I think is what you're trying to say, which was really important. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It showcased the horrors of what that moment must have been, how it must have affected people. But, you know, she's not going to become a villain because but it empowers her to become a hero still, you know. Yeah. And embrace this uh, different type of cultural and creativity, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, as a fan of Spider, as a big fan of Spider-Man, in a lot of ways, Kamala it strikes me as a, a next-generation sort of character like that. Even though she's very much her own thing. No, totally. You know, it's about family not fitting in, insecurity. That's all Peter Parker stuff right there. You know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, when I talked to Samira about this back in, I think it was January, um, a lot of the spirit of Kamala, because she represents the teenage perspective. Um, uh, it mirrors a lot of Spider-Man and his journeys, and even the way that she wrote her and her current and her recent run was um, basically an homage to the Spidey, the Spideyness, and the awkwardness, and trying to fit in, but also you know just being figuring out who you are and embracing <laughs> embracing the dorky things that make you kind of cool. I guess that's sort of what they both have in common. Well, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and that's definitely why I like her character so much in this. It's just. She's awkward, she's goofy, but she's just perfectly herself, you know? Yeah, and that that's that's definitely a big thing. And um, I, it's weird because a lot of the reviewers love the show. I think fans have been... Some people have absolutely loved it. Some are just like, well, did we need this? And is this like... I don't know. The, it's been divided. Uh, but uh, it trends super well with Gen Z. And I think it is introducing us to a new world of, of superheroes and, and that that mythos you know which is pretty cool in my opinion um because... it's also important to do because we can't have all the original heroes forever those actors are going to age out so we need to have some other ones i i will watch chris hensworth as thor into his 50s but that's fair it, yeah. but the yeah, yeah i do agree it's like it does get kind of weird at some point it's like are you thor or are you odin because you're yeah. getting there um, well, in fairness, he does kind of become Odin in the comics, but that's another story. That's, that is true, and they could totally pivot into that at this rate. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, alright, so, first three episodes, we talked a little bit about relationships or friendships. Um, do you want to talk about what happens with the Red Dagger story and the traveling to, uh, to Homeland and stuff like that? I mean, the whole Karachi segment was just... I think it was important just as far as her origin story and finding out how the bangle came to be or came to be in her family's possession and why it was so relevant and also learning about Aisha and even spoiler alert traveling through time briefly it's just I that whole segment was interesting in making this version of Miss Marvel make sense you know Mhm mm Totally but I'm not sure where they're going to go with the Red Dagger thing if they do another <laughs> season, just because, I don't know, I don't think that that had enough time to bake as far as an idea. I think they could do more with it, though. I, I find it super funny that 
the series kicked off not only with a love triangle but like a love uh what's a square i guess yeah she has a lot of love interest for sure well that's the funny thing is all those characters in the comics at some point do become some degree of like a romantic interest not straight out like you know boyfriend girlfriend thing but it does mm-hmm. tread on those lines of like will they won't they the meat cutes and all that stuff and red dagger is a big one in the comic series I love that they pick that uh, actor because um, he he was a really cool character in um, in the that AMC show. Uh, yeah, uh, Kareem's character, though, right? Yeah, Aramis Knight. He he was really cool in Into the Badlands. He he does. Oh, that's a lo- what I knew him from. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Because like, that's the thing is like everyone's like, where is he from? And I when I saw him, I'm like, I have to look this up because I know you. I've seen a lot of you, and I was like, that's right um yeah martial a great martial artist on i think i believe himself and like perfect he was just perfect for this role i had no idea he could pull off this accent too i was like oh that's weird i'm not used to you sounding like this but okay yeah 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 i would not guess that either oh that's cool yeah yeah anyhow um but yeah yeah um you did you did touch on a thing before though that you felt like a lot of the villain side story uh wasn't fully there and i am in agreement with you a lot of it felt kind of terminatory where it's like they show up to fight and that's sort of it um mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on the uh they call themselves Jin, but they had a technical other name right the clandestines the clandestines I think, right? yeah, yeah yeah uh i mean i thought the idea of what they were was cool even if they didn't get enough growth in the story itself maybe mm-hmm. uh and it's interesting how whether or not Kamala is actually an inhuman, if they establish that later, the fact that she's something otherworldly because she's part Jin, I thought that was smart to do just to make it so it's not completely disconnected for fans of the comic. Yeah, I mean, and it also will make it easier to to tie into um, the Marvels because I assume Carol Danvers and Miss uh, and Captain Marvel, you know, given the mm-hmm. alien backstory, it's like, oh, okay, we can touch, we can totally tie that together with what's happening with Kamala. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that should be an interesting movie, depending on where they go with it. But yeah, yeah, I have no idea where it's gonna go. I'm intrigued, um, but uh, to I guess to get uh, if we're gonna reference this, we'll, I'll ask about the other reveal regarding Carol Danvers afterwards. But first and foremost, all right. So and that last sequence of the show because we we've mentioned it we've mentioned it twice now. Uh, she says, you know, the uh, Bruno looks at her blood. You know, so Bruno's the great scientist mm-hmm. and stuff and he, and he says that there's like a something weird with it a mute was a mutation or something like that on, on the word mutation yeah. yeah and immediately in the cleverest way and everyone this was like the most trending thing on the internet for that day um everyone was obsessed with the uh 1990s x-men animated series theme song that played immediately after he said that that oh yeah see it's not just a coincidence they intentionally threw that in there to to give to kind of trigger stuff into people like myself who you know loved that series as a kid. It's going. I did love that series. I missed that musical note. I guess. Wow. Yeah, it's a very it's now. very <laughs> subtle and it's like slightly um, the the note. I believe the notes are the same, but the the tempo or something like they they just changed it enough oh. where it sounds faint, but it's the, actually the same exact tune, just kind of accentuated in different parts. And, and I mean, if they want to get Kamala to reintroduce X Men into Disney, I'm fine with that. That's exactly where it seems like it's going, yeah. and it is bringing up a hot topic that fans have theorized in the background for a long time. Being, uh, so before when the Inhumans were introduced, 
I think it was around the time, or not reintroduced, but repopularized, I guess, in the Marvel Comics lore. It was a time when 20th Century Fox still owned the rights to the X-Men franchise. So if, if uh, the MCU, particularly Marvel, wanted to make, you know, buttloads of money off these characters, well, they couldn't because they didn't own them. But if they wanted to do mutant stories or something like that, what could they pull into? And that's kind of where the Inhuman stuff really came to fruition in terms of just making money. It's just the business side of Marvel. Um, so for the longest time, people like in the Marvel fandom were asking, you know, were the Inhumans just a way for Marvel to make X-Men type of money, given that they didn't have the rights to the X-Men for the movies? And then, of course, you fast forward to, I think it was like 2018 or 2019, not that long ago. And they finally bought their rights outright. So then it was. It then became a question of, well, what the heck is the point of having both the Inhumans and the mutants? And it seems like we're now going in the direction of we're just gonna omit the Inhumans and the um the ABC TV series, uh, and like I think Agents of Shield, and just 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 jump right into that using Miss Marvel as a transition. I could be wrong. This is just a fan theory, but this is something people are speculating. Um, and I just want to throw it out there because. Uh, while while that tune does play in uh, revealing, you know, possibly mutant background, they never confirm it. They don't say anything about it. Actually, the biggest joke is Kamala kind of just skips it over and wants to proceed with the rest of her day. Uh, so we could see introduction of X-Men or we could just reveal she's, you know, genetically an inhuman and then use that to be, somehow be related to X-Men. But what's brilliant is they gave you the options for both to satisfy both, uh, both fandoms. And that's kind of the brilliance of the series, I think. Uh, as you introduce new perspectives, new worlds, you give us a new, brand new young hero who can embrace, you know, this fandom, and you get you give enough of a of a reach here where you can kind of, you know, decide as as you go along because because like any keeping any sort of franchise or mythos going for a while is difficult, but when you cater towards the fans and kind of give them the option of multiple choice, it tends to make people happier. So we'll we'll see where it goes, but the options for both are on the table for any Marvel fans out there, which is pretty freaking cool. Whew, sorry, that was a mouthful. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm game for whatever they decide to do with it. That sounds that uh, again. I'm shocked I missed that, but that's very cool. The possibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, was there? Okay, so I've been talking way too much. Was there anything you wanted to talk about, man? For, uh, <laughs> oh god, I just want to talk. Okay, this is gonna sound really nerdy, but I love how they, how artistic the show was, and how like everywhere was like living artwork. Yeah, the yeah. Graffiti and like the uh, the way the text like lit up the buildings and things like that, so you can see what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say that really impressed me. Just it looked like a living comic book in a lot of ways. Hundred percent, and I think people related to like a John Hughes movie in a weird way, where it was like teenage sentimental, but also uh, kind of just sappy with the right amount of like Into the Spider Verse type animation in the background, where it's like. The world itself was vibrant and, and comic booky and and weird in that way, which is really, really cool. Because um, I guess you couldn't fully uh, there there is there is a difference between I'm not going to delve in too much into it, but to like how things can play out on a comic book versus how they can play out, you know, on on screen mm -hmm. and the, the, like TV movie movie media. You always have to show and not not tell. Uh, but what was really cool about that method that you're talking about is they showed the animated styles of Kamala's like artwork and her fandoms and, and like yes. the, the stuff that is in the comics that you wouldn't normally be able to see. Well, you can see it now through presenting the world in this way in her weird little headspace, which was really cool. Cause, cause yeah, she's, a, yeah, she's a, her, especially her brainstorming sessions were really just amazing watching all the little scribbles. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
And, uh, and it's like, Kamala, none of this makes sense, but I love how you're creating it. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, a big thing about her in that introduction, too, is, um... She's a, she's a, she was creating fandom comics of, of mm-hmm. her favorite characters back in the day. I believe her first one was, like, the Lizard People and the Avengers, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. Um, but, like, but yeah, again, um, it just it really embraces that fandom. And, and Kamala, what really makes her, besides her, you know, her unique cultural history, is that she is as much of a geeky Marvel nerd fan as the rest of us. And it just makes a really cool segue, you know? Yeah, it makes her really relatable, too. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So we, we talked about the characters and uh, the um, we talked enough about the love triangle, right? Mostly, mostly. Well, I guess we didn't I talk. So. Cameron, I mean, we should talk a little bit more about. I feel badly for Bruno because it's clear oh. how much he loves her, and she does not see it at all yet. Yeah, it's adorable. When she sees Cameron, it's just like that's all she can see is Cameron and maybe Kareem a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, oh Kareem, uh, Kareem had that one nice night out where where like they did the, the music thing and the football bonfire. That was really nice. That was yeah, the that was definitely a meet cute thing. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, for sure. That was definitely him showing off a little bit and saying, "Hey, look, these are my people." Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Bru- you do feel bad for Bruno, especially because her her parents and her family embrace embrace him so much. Mm-hmm. that you just you just like oh man you you do feel for this guy because he like if there is a friend zone he is oh, in it he is deep oh. in the friend zone yes yeah. but it, it, it is it is a spectacle to see and again it, it just makes for great uh love uh square love quadrangle i don't even oh, know quadrangle square whatever you want to call it yeah, yeah. it's more than a triangle in this complicated yeah which is cute speaking of complicated um that weird elaborate plot to stop the uh to to sort of fend off against the um what was the organization that's not shield but kind of like they were hunting. Uh, damage control damage the hunt to hold off damage control in the high school. Yeah, that was very Home Alone. I loved that whole sequence. Same. The softballs made me laugh, but, like, everything about it. Softballs. And then the, the giant uh, volcano of, like, chemical reactions that poured over the stairwell. She's like, oh, my God, Bruno, you're dangerous. Yeah, which is, again... Do you know he did, like, 90% of the creation in that whole sequence, so... Totally. And still found time to, you know, dance with a, a fake skeleton. <laughs> that, that was, was awesome. Funny, yeah. yeah. His little dance, yeah. <laughs> Oh god. Um but yeah, yeah. Um I'm trying to think was there anything else like super significant in this show? I mean, I think the whole thing was kind of in a weird way, it was very much about being an American and how complex that is sometimes. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the even though she wasn't really a villain, that damage control agent like represented everything that was horrible about our is horrible about our country and the fact that they defeat her not by attacking her but by just fending her off i thought that was kind of clever yeah totally and it 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 makes it so that it's just the right amount of like comfy sweet like it doesn't go mm-hmm. full dark because yeah one of the things that's Cameron really almost goes dark at the end he kind of has to stop him like three times she does, and that makes her a hero. But, but like, I will, I'm yeah. not going to deny that there were moments where I'm, I kind of was rooting for him, too. I'm like, you know, I kind of hope that he... Yeah. yeah. No, I, I saw where he... I understood pretty well where he was coming from, why I'd be... In his shoes, I'd be completely infuriated, but... 
the same time, heroes have to make hard choices. Sometimes that's not doing what you want to do. 100%. And that, that is the definition of just being a hero. Doing the right thing when it's the most difficult. Um, so two, two particular things about the series. Uh, one, what did you think about the changing of uh, the abilities? Uh, using the, the, the bangle and the bangle. Change, changing the stretching I mean, powers. I was a little concerned because in the comics, she's basically Mr. Fantastic. I mean, she stretches, she embiggens. I did love they used that at the end. Yeah. And at first, I didn't quite see the parallels between her light powers and that, but they did a pretty good job eventually of making sense of it and making it at least parallel, if not quite the same. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly just fun watching her like walk around on those little gem. Uh, coaster things that she makes and just kind of <laughs> doing whatever she wants to do. Yeah, no, I agree that, that those are fun to see. That was totally unique too to the series. I was like, oh, that's yeah, that's I didn't remember that at all in the comic. I was yeah, that's the whole reintroduction of her powers. I guess the whole Noor based constructs. Yeah, and with the, using the bangle and the Noor and uh, the entire different history about I guess her, her origin story. Um, mm-hmm. So. The second question I had, which is sort of the big one, which I'm going to talk about extensively in a second, but I want to hear your thoughts first. Uh, what did you think about the, the big thing, which at the end, which was her transformation into Carol Danvers? So the thing with that is I wasn't clear if that was her transforming into Carol or if that was her, like, swapping places with Carol somehow. That's true. They don't... They, because and, it didn't yeah. seem like it was Kamala and Carol's skin it seemed like someone who didn't know how she got there to me anyhow yeah totally um i don't know because of what happened with cameron and the gate being open and if that had something to do with it but it was just like huh (laughs) It, it could be um i was under the impression that was kamala transforming into carol but i could be wrong and, but the, it, it could be. I'm not sure. <laughs> it happened yeah, so yeah. fast. So uh, for for me, the reason that I I love that that sequence, if if it is confirmed true, and it, it would be a really good lead up into the Marvels movie if, if they decide to use it. If not, whatever. Um, was I think the biggest critique I read, or not the biggest critique, but one of the big uh, the negative critiques from comic fans, particularly online, because. You know, whenever I follow a thing, and uh, I tend to look into the fandom because I don't know, I don't know mm-hmm. how to stop, uh, is um, the the a big part of that comic line, a big part of that story, the the um the inciting incident they call it in screenplay writing, is Kamala transforms into her hero, her you know, uh, into Carol Danvers, this person, this Avenger that she idolized, and in that storyline in the original comics, a lot of it sort of becomes this. You know, it's cool to be your hero until you start realizing the things that represent, you know, who your hero is and having to be in her shoes in comparison to your own. Um, it's not like you transform into that person, like, mind and body. You're just in their body, but it's still your mind. And the the big problem with that is, like, in terms of cultural significance and, like, some of, some of the, the big impacts of the original comic was you had this young, like, Muslim and Pakistani girl transform into this very prominent you know white superheroine female protagonist that was already like super big in the marvel universe and had been for decades and sort of the disjunct like you be careful what you wish for storyline of like acknowledging oh, okay this is what it's like to be this but like that's not me that's not who i actually am and a lot of that is coming to earth with you know what it's like to be kind of like a minority person 
in like America and in, in like living mm-hmm. in society. And it's uh, like Marvel uses the tag, the world outside your window. And this was very much that story and embracing it from the, the body and the perspective of like somebody who just looks only physically looks like Carol Danvers does play a big part in those initial stories. And it, it had to do a lot with race and had to do a lot with acknowledging those differences in a rough way that normal people, I think didn't, really get at the time and that that was kind of what this comic was really known for and then you know, all the other positive stuff that we've gone over too but that was the big thing and the way that this this story and tv series started it didn't have any of that there was no transformation into carol they kind of omitted right. that story and it felt it felt for the longest i won't say the longest time it was only six episodes but it did initially feel like all right we took the safer route and it's not a bad thing you got you got the the storylines with her her family or folks and you got you got to see her be awkward and embrace the best things about kamala but you did miss a critical element of that initial theme. That changes entirely if this is the ending that that is essentially the beginning of the original comic run, which is what is it like to transform into somebody else, so somebody that you idolize, somebody who experiences the world in a completely different way. And so I thought, I personally thought as a fan, that was brilliant. That was a great way to bring it home for anyone with any sort of skepticism uh, who read the comics and were like, well, is this going to embrace and hit all the beats? I'm like, that was kind of the icing on the cake for me. Um, but again, everyone has a difference uh, in perspective and, and difference uh, in how they feel about representation. Um, but I, I thought doing that, if it is that um, mm-hmm. really excellent job, like my God, because that, that does set up for so many things you can do with the movie. But um yeah. That could definitely segue directly into the movie, no matter what the answer is for what happened, so... Totally, and then of course Carol herself, the actual Captain Marvel, will be like, why is there, why is there a clone, or why is there a me on yeah. Earth? And bring that could be the inciting incident that brings her story. But I like how it segues and connects together, and I like how they weren't unafraid to, to do it again at the end. Because again, for the longest time I was like, okay, they took the safe route, it's fine, it's Marvel, you, I get why you did it, that's okay... And then they completely pulled that rug. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then they pulled it again with the, the Inhuman slash Mutant revelation. So, like, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of why I think, I, I honestly think it deserves that 98% fresh rating, which is really, it's the highest of any sort of uh, MCU Disney Plus adaptation project. So Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's super high. But uh, I mean, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, that, I could see that. Keep in mind, though, too, for anyone who's listening, Rotten Tomato scores are not... Uh, a rating of 1 to 100. I think a lot of people have that misconstrued. A Rotten Tomato score just tells you, of the percentage, how many people gave it a positive rating. A positive rating could be anything over 50. So, like, it's a better gauge of how bad a movie is than how amazing a movie is. So, uh, if that if that's any consolation for people who are rage-quitting or something about the series, I don't know. <laughs> it, you, you see it a lot, though. It's like, oh, but does this deserve to be 100 on Rotten Tomatoes? That's dumb. It's like, well, again, that just tells you how many critics enjoyed it or quote-unquote gave it better than like a 50 or 60 rating not was this a perfect movie the evil dead has a hundred percent fresh rating on rotten tomatoes just to give a sense of how this gauge works please don't use this as a reason to i guess be a shitty person because there's too many fans that are kind of like that sometimes anyway uh i think i've gone on that was like the last of my tangents (laughs) yeah i mean i think we covered Pretty much all the important stuff. Yeah. Um, Other than, again, Disney, give us a second season. Other than that, we're good. Yeah, yeah, totally. If, if More than likely, I think they will. But we'll, we'll see how the Marvels pans out, because there, there is a lot in that pipeline. Uh, Either way, it will have to be after that movie comes out, so yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, one other thing that I did like about Hard Light as an ability with her, mm-hmm. uh, uh, her abilities, or <laughs> Hard Light as her ability and not the stretchy uh, powers, right. um, is by doing that you are differentiating stretchy uh, abilities, which will be the signature thing of uh, you know Doctor Reed Richards, who is going to this Fantastic More for, Fantastic Four movie does seem like it's going to be happening, so nobody knows. I anything. hope. I, I really hope they can do a good Fantastic Four. I've been waiting for a while. You, you didn't like the uh, the twentieth century see Fox the worst one yet. I'm just talking about the, the first two, I guess, with <laughs> Jessica Alba and all that. I mean, I liked uh, what's his name, the guy from the Shield, his thing. I thought that was good voice casting, but other than that, no, not good. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I actually liked those movies when I was younger. <laughs> I didn't hate them, but it's just as a comic fan, it's like I expect a little more, you know. Oh, totally, totally. And then um, we got Reed Richards in uh, Doctor, the latest Doctor Strange movie for like two seconds. And it's like, oh, never mind. Everybody wanted Trzynski, but it's not Yeah, good he was either. good. I mean, he for the few seconds he was in there, he was good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking of Inhumans, too, we got Black Bolt for two seconds, too. Yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to delve into that. Like, if they will. Uh, if Inhumans are going to be introduced as well, but well, know. they still have the whole multiverse thing they're playing with. So if they wanted to get sneaky, they could do something. I'm sure. So like a couple, like a, I want to say like two or three months ago, whenever uh, Doctor Strange came out, um, Nicole and I did a podcast, and we were talking about how like we we had all these theories about what multiverse of madness was going to be, and sort of delve into mm-hmm. how that was probably going to be the solution into how they could touch multiverse and introduce all these things. <laughs> it wasn't that at all. No, uh, it really wasn't. Yeah, I was hoping for like, all right, so this is where they introduce mutants or, you know, just a multitude of, of things. And it, it kind of just was its own separate entity. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I guess is the best question. Um, I, I did hear that they're going to introduce Doom soon, which if they do, oh. that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that, that's still more of a rumor than a confirmed theory. Although a lot of people are supporting that that's probably going to be the next thing. Um, and then of course we have Kang the Conqueror still from Loki, so. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Loki 2 better answer all my burning questions from Loki 1. Because I love that series. Then it ended. I'm like, no, you can't end here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that seems like the beginning of the Loki adventures. Do you do you think at some point he'll maybe rejoin Thor? Or is, is that just done? I hope so. I mean, I think that would... I feel like that's the reason that Disney would not only greenlight the series, but give him the first of the series to get two seasons. So I think there's more for Hiddleston still. Yeah, that's true. Um, I haven't seen... I, I should say, I haven't seen the latest Thor yet, but... I don't think it's the last Thor, so hopefully they can do something with Loki still. Yeah, I mean, it's not the last Thor. I'll leave it at that. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, I think the initial, uh, what do we call it? The initial rounds of reviewers uh, were basically like, oh, it seems to be setting up for Thor 5. And I'm like, I'm not going to say spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but like, <laughs> I, I can see the, that argument too. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Miss Marvel, amazing. Check it out. Um, better than, um, I'm sure people have panned it and uh, really just watch it for yourself and watch into it knowing that it's, it's kind of just an uplifting story and you don't really get a lot of that at the moment. So, 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of dark stuff in reality. Sometimes that's what fiction's for, is to remind yourself of what's worth fighting for. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Um, Josh, do you have anything that you want to say or final thoughts on um, on Miss Marvel? Um, all I can say is that after seeing Miss Marvel, and I know we're moving into a couple other shows, I'm very excited for She-Hulk to see what they do with that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Um, and for me, uh, in my weird ranty stuff today, um, Kamala means a lot to, um, a lot of the, uh, the communities who haven't had a voice yet. And I think, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of a big deal. And more than anything, she's sort of this, this hope that, you know, family and people can kind of come together despite differences and not necessarily just overcome evil, but just, you know, figuring out how to, I guess, survive and really, I guess, em- embrace, you know, that weird in-between shitty moments of, like, confusion and uncertainty. Like, she, she kind of just brings out, I guess, the heart of, of yeah. like, the series of, of, of Marvel. Um, and that, that's kind of the role she plays, I think, now, and that's a big reason you, you tune into this is because... It's hard to find these days. Uh, all right, so that's it. And um, yeah, I'm Christian, uh, X and underscore Angelus on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah, Josh, do you have any more people can follow you? Uh, I'm at Spear of Destiny, and I write for the Workprint and for Hey Poor Player. Yeah, and um, yeah, we'll come up with another another podcast or something like that for pretty soon. Um, yeah, and everyone have a wonderful uh, summer. Yeah, all right, take care. Bye. Bye, guys.